This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience, one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and using promo code fool at checkout. It's Wednesday, September 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, the one and only Motley Fool analyst, Aaron Bush. Aaron, you are flying solo today. What a day. I'm what excited a day. to be here. Um, one thing that's playing out at the time of our taping, we should note, is the Apple event. And yeah. Chris is going to be getting into the guts of that tomorrow. But I do want to ask you, because we do know that they're probably going to be unveiling some new phones. What's it going to take you to upgrade your phone? Because we were talking before the show, I know you have an iPhone 6, I have a 6S. What gets you to upgrade that phone? Uh, so, I love new gadgets, but I'm so cheap. It really just needs to break. It needs to stop working, <laughs> or like apps need to stop working with it. That Really, that's probably what it would take. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think you would have to double the battery life, and I'm not sure that's going to happen, uh. right? Yeah, probably not super soon. Okay. Well, How old is your phone, though? Um, it's a 6S, so it's like three or four years. But I got a new battery, and then they just replaced the phone because the battery's bad. So I'm just a pig in slop. I'm happy as can be. So I think I'll have that phone till I die. Sounds like you hacked the system. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on today's show, we've got the Kremlin's new joint venture and the Walmart of streaming. Well, yes, yeah, I got you. Got you interested, don't I? Um, but, but Aaron, let's begin with the latest battle royale in the world of video games. Shares of Activision Blizzard up seven percent on Tuesday, and up two more percent at the time of our taping. Now, Aaron, this all comes on the heels of positive reviews for Activision's new game, Call of Duty: Black Ops Four. In fact, reviews are so positive that I'm seeing it being called a Fortnite killer. Whoa. Okay, yes. Now that may be overstatement, but we should we should add that for those who may not follow the video game space, Fortnite is a craze. It's a video game with a rabid following. Um, the game is free. They make all their money from in-app purchases, in-game purchases. Um, Call of Duty is not free. So, so a different business model here, Aaron. But what they have in common is this battle royale mode where the goal is to be the last man standing. What do you think of the latest Call of Duty here? I mean... I think it's pretty exciting. I mean, like Fortnite, this whole craze started with PUBG, um, really just even about a year ago. It's all happened really quickly. Um, and it's like suddenly become a multi billion dollar gaming business. So all of the big publishers are out there wanting a piece of it. EA is going to attack it with Battlefield, and Activision is doing it right now with Call of Duty. Um, I think there was a lot of skepticism around whether or not they would be able to pull this off, but it's really awesome to see. That people um, think like what this game is. The the battle royale mode um, is really positive. Obviously, you know this franchise has been around for 15 years, so this is a way to really refresh the Call of Duty image um, and to really pull in the best of Call of Duty, which is all the shooting mechanics. And Activision is a huge company, so um, they'll be able to you know like cut out glitches and that type of thing really quickly. Um, so I think that. This is a really positive sign for them, and because it's purely digital, not only will they be able just to sell the $60 game, but there'll be opportunities, just like in Fortnite and those other games, for add-on purchases of skins and all sorts of other things, probably. So, let's talk about the implications for investors. Fortnite is owned by Epic Games, which is private, but Tencent, which is public, has a 40% stake in Epic. Yeah. Okay, so, so Tencent would be one way, if you're an investor, one way you could play the Fortnite craze. 
when you look at um, this latest Battle Royale game, Call of Duty, um, from Activision, what do you think it means for investors, both in Activision or investors in like a Tencent or other investors in video game companies? Yeah, well, this isn't like competition isn't great for Fortnite for PUBG. Um, I think it is attacking a bit of a different audience. Like this battle royale game with Call of Duty is really finding a way to get those Call of Duty players more entrenched. Um, it's not really attacking Fortnite, although Fortnite's been so huge, I'm sure some of those players will come over and check it out. Um, so I'm not too concerned from a Tencent angle on this. Um, I think what I really like uh, about this for Activision is the fact that this is a 15-year-old franchise, and Activision is proving that even 15 years later, they can still make it great. And so what that tells me is that, you know, five, ten years from now, Call of Duty, Battle Royale might not be the fad anymore, but Call of Duty could still be there and whatever whatever mode of gaming um, is most exciting at the time. And so just seeing that makes me feel good about where Call of Duty is now and where it could go in the future. So you have me thinking that if I want to resurrect like an old franchise, like a Miss Pac-Man, is the key Battle Royale? Just make it Battle Royale mode? That That's the way it seems right now. <laughs> Give it six months and probably something else will be the be the craze. But yeah, I could see Miss Pac-Man Battle Royale. You know, drop drop a hundred of Miss Pac-Mans on an island and see, see which one is the last standing. I, I like it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's move overseas um, to Russia. Chinese internet giant Alibaba is entering into a $2 billion joint venture with the Russian internet services company Mail.ru. Um, now, Aaron, what strikes me, there, there are a lot of interesting things going on with this deal, but this deal is backed by the Kremlin through the Russian Direct Investment Fund. So, how should I feel about this? Well, I think this deal is interesting for a couple reasons. One is the geopolitical element of it. So, this deal was actually announced when Putin and Xi Jinping were meeting in Russia. Um, and as the two countries have come closer together politically, coming closer together economically has sort of lagged. So, in some ways, this deal is symbolic of the current state of politics and maybe is a hint of what else is to come in the future. Um, so, that's interesting. Um, but I do think that the business angle itself is more interesting. So Alibaba is taking a 10% stake in mail.ru, mail.ru. Not really sure the correct way of saying that. Um, but that company is one of Russia's largest tech companies. They have a really strong presence in email. You can kind of get a hint from that from the name. But also social and other online services. And something like 90% of Russians interface with that company every month. So it's, it's very penetrated in Russia. Um, and Alibaba, Alibaba is partnering with them to tackle uh, Russia's nascent e-commerce market. So on top of the 10% that they're investing in the parent company, um, they're also going to be taking a 48% stake in, an, in a new e-commerce joint venture with them. So 52% will be owned by Mail.ru. And the new venture will be called AliExpress Russia. Um, and I, I think this is interesting because they have a pretty good chance of uh, success here. Um, on one hand, the e-commerce penetration rate in Russia is only 3% of total sales. So, in reference, like China, where Alibaba is coming from, is 15% of sales. In the US, around 20%? Yeah, something, it's around there. Um, so, the runway just from that angle is huge. But by combining Mail.ru's 100 million or so users with Alibaba's several hundred million online merchants, I, I could see how that could scale pretty fast. So, this is, this is a big move. Um, but they're also not alone. And I think that's that's interesting too. 
But when I when I see this phrase that the deal is backed by the Kremlin, I mean, do you really do you, you really have to have a stomach for for risk and volatility? Um, Maybe it, you know because already we, we've talked about some of the risk that that may be inherent in some of the Chinese stocks, and and you know you you're not. I mean, there's a part of me that's I'm not quite sure. I know what I'm getting there. Yeah. So I do think. I mean, censorship, that type of thing will definitely um, exist. But would you rather invest in the company that's backed by the country that you're operating in or <laughs> invest in the competitor that's not backed by the country? Um, so, in similar ways to how Alphabet or Google at the time failed to operate in China, but Baidu succeeded, that was because they you know, were more in line with the Chinese government. I have a feeling that could. Um, a similar thing could happen here, but they're not alone. So Yandex in December um, also partnered with a new joint venture with Spurbank, which is the state-owned, uh, you know, huge Russian bank um, for you know another massive joint venture attacking e-commerce. So I think no matter how you are to approach uh, the Russian e-commerce market, which has huge upside, um, the government's going to be. Involved in some way, and they're betting on different horses. So, so that's reassuring in some sense. Right? Yeah, through different vehicles. So it still has different people behind it, but um, just the fact that the backing is there and that the scale of like capital going into it is there. I think we'll we'll see. We'll see a battle for Russian e-commerce dominance start to play out. It's super small right now, but if we check back in five years or so. It's going to be completely different. I just have this vision: if you're a manager, or if you're the CEO, and you have to report your quarterly numbers to Putin, and maybe maybe you just <laughs> you just came up a little short, and you're just sweating it. You're like, you know what? I really, I really don't want to give that. I don't want to give that PowerPoint. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be checking that closely, but you never know. Okay, well, um, before we cover our last story, I want to give a quick shout out to Casper. Now, if it's been a while since you've bought a mattress, time to check out Casper. Their mattresses are designed by humans for humans. Now, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And buying a Casper is easy. You don't hear that very often, but it is easy to buy a Casper. You can order online. It's delivered to your door in a compact box, free shipping, and free returns to the U.S. and Canada. And it comes with a risk-free 100-day trial. Now, considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, one-third, Aaron, it's a lot. That is a lot. It is so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. In fact, our very own Chris Hill just tried one out. He was in New York City last week, slept on a Casper mattress at his hotel, and loved it. Chris was raving about it. So, check out Casper. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash fool and using promo code fool at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash fool and using promo code fool at checkout. Okay, Aaron, for our last story, I want to talk about the battle for the living room. Now that AT&T has completed its acquisition of Time Warner, AT&T owns channels like CNN and HBO. On Wednesday, AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson was talking about the competitive landscape and said that if Netflix is the Walmart of direct-to-consumer streaming, HBO is the Tiffany. What do you think of that analogy? Netflix is the Walmart, HBO is the Tiffany. It just brings back deja vu. In 2010, Time Warner CEO 
called Netflix the Albanian Army. So I feel like maybe wow. they haven't entirely learned their lesson yet, but calling them the Walmart in some ways, it, it's an upgrade, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, and I, I guess he's also forgetting that Walmart is still 20 times bigger than Tiffany. Yeah, I, I, don't, don't, I don't think I get that analogy. Is he, is he going for that, that it's, is he trying to cheapen Netflix, saying it's generic or it's cluttered, or where, where do you think he's going with that? Yeah, I think he's saying that with Netflix, you're just going to get a lot of content. It's a reasonable price. And you're just going to have a lot of content to work with. And you know con- that doesn't sound so bad to me. And it's me. convenient. Yeah, and it's convenient. <laughs> um, and with Tiffany, what he's really saying is that, you know, we might have less content, but what we do have is going to be quality. Um, yeah, I'm which, not sure that works, though. Yeah, I mean, the more content you have, the more quality content you can put in it, too. Jim Mueller, uh, before we were taping, mentioned, you know, Netflix has won more Emmys lately than HBO, right? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So yeah. So so if it is the Walmart, then you know it's doing okay. So with that in mind, how about fill in the blanks? Netflix is the blank of streaming. HBO is the blank. Ooh. How about Netflix is the Fortnite of streaming? Okay. HBO is anything else a kid could spend in their time. That's interesting. I don't know. I I worry about that because I almost think Fortnite's a craze. You're not saying Netflix is a craze, are you? No, I don't think it's a craze. I don't think, I mean, I think Fortnite is a craze to some extent, but I don't think it's going to go away. Not, not like, I mean, it, where do you, where do you rank Fortnite in terms of the, the potential for it to be a craze? Where do you rank that versus Angry Birds? Uh, maybe it's similar. Maybe wow. it's a bad analogy. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Own I it. mean, Angry Own Birds it. is still, it's still going somewhat strong yep. today. They, yeah, but then they, they made, made a movie. that movie, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they sell lots of toys Like, and right stuff. now, would you make a Fortnite movie if you knew that it wasn't going to come out for two years? And I go to you and I say, Aaron Bush, I need you to invest in this Fortnite movie, and it's coming out in 2020. Probably not. Probably not. Interesting. I mean, most video game movies bomb. Maybe maybe Fortnite isn't the best analogy for Netflix. <laughs> maybe Netflix is like the Twitter of streaming, and okay. HBO is the New York Times. Okay. Something like that. I'm going Netflix is the Costco of streaming. Ugh. I think people feel a real affinity for it, and they really like it. And like Costco, it's competing with Amazon. Not bad. I've been thinking about this. That's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what HBO is. Um, and I don't know what Randall Stevenson is of AT&T, but I'm just not sure. I, I would say, you know what? Kill the whole Walmart thing. I don't think it's working for you. Yeah, maybe just maybe, d- maybe just don't talk and <laughs> go back to work. Like, <laughs> Okay, so let's wrap up with our desert island poll. Okay, over the next five years, you're on a desert island. My completely arbitrary don't invest this way question. We've got Activision. We have Alibaba. We have AT&T or Netflix. Which one are you buying? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Activision. I think that uh, they have such a strong cast of brands that they can continue to put the work. They'll continue to create more. Esports is still rising. Digital tailwinds are still there. Um, they can spend their IP beyond video games. I think there's there's a lot of ways that they can move this business, but I would say Netflix is a close second. Okay, well, if you have thoughts on our Desert Island poll, or if you want to complete the blanks, Netflix is the blank 
to streaming HBO is the blank, then we would love to hear your thoughts. Marketfoolery at fool.com. I'm sure is you can email. do better than us. <laughs> I, I am 100% positive. <laughs> Marketfoolery at fool.com. Aaron, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mac. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.